everybody. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode. We're back. Yay. We're back and better than ever. I'm Nikki. And I'm Kirsty. And this is Dear Bear Book Club. I don't think I said that. Oh my god, it's been a long time. I forgot how to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is Dear Bear Book Club. It's a podcast where we talk to you about books and if we liked them or not. Yep. That's and about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This does pretty much sums it up. And it's been a while. Yep, we both had crazy <sighs> things going on in our lives. Nikki started a brand new job, which is great in so many ways for her, but also it's a different type of stress um, <laughs> in her life. Yeah, and also I like have to do this course to make more money. Yeah. And that's a lot of work. And Kirsty went back to school. <laughs> yeah, I've gone back to school, so... Um, not only am I in a university classroom, but I'm also in an elementary school classroom. So it's been a big learning curve and I'm loving it, but we've had a lot of stuff going on in our lives. And I also moved across the country. So I'm mm-hmm. now back on the East Coast of Canada instead of being on the West Coast. So lots of changes. And you've mostly lives. been reading kids' books. Yeah, so I've become very familiar with uh, Jory John and Peter Oswald's books. Um, Is that like this generation's Robert Munch? Probably. Um, (laughs) Except Robert Munch, like I think North America knows Robert Munch. I didn't know who Robert Munch was until not that long ago. Um, Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um. So I've been reading The Bad Seed, The Good Egg, and this week I'm going to be reading The Cool Bean. So (laughs) very excited to continue my journey through these books. I was looking on Chapters um, thing online and they have The Sour Grape coming out soon. The Sour Grape. Yeah. There's also The Smart Cookie. There's quite a few of them. Um, Yeah, there's also like The Bad Seed Learns to Read um, where he goes to the library um yeah lots of fun stuff but definitely reading way more picture books than i'm currently used to Um, is this different than that shark book that you were showing me though the that's the bad guys oh the bad guys yeah 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 that's different that's more of like a um that's a comic book really it's kind of like captain underpants vibes yeah same kind of stuff got it yeah well now you're fostering the love of reading from an early age maybe you are like teaching our future listeners maybe oh man that sucks that we have to wait so long for that i have such a responsibility (laughs) on my hands (laughs) um yeah so life's been pretty crazy it's been hard to read but we're we're here and i miss i honestly it's been so hard because this was like our catch-up session i feel like we haven't talked in like a month which we really haven't like the first time we hung out like virtually obviously was like what two weeks ago two weeks nearly Friday, two weeks ago yeah when we watched rings of power yeah which was like so fun we had such a great time it was so nice catching up with everyone but yeah, it sucks it sucks that life is life and it's hard yeah. to it's hard to keep in touch with people sometimes yeah 
Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, you know, everything uh, gets in the way. Yep. Of the fun stuff in your life. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, book news. What do you got? Uh, Carrie Soto has came out. It's great. <sighs> okay. So And we can't talk about this because we just decided that we're going to do it as our next read-along. Oh my god, but... yeah, that's right. Okay, fuck. So we can't really talk about it, but um, did you enjoy it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we do not need to elaborate on that anymore. Okay. Okay, great. I'm just going to have to remember to like write down my thoughts and feelings now so that I remember them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't finished it yet. I'm listening to the audiobook when I commute, and it like I'm loving the audiobook. So, is it yeah. like uh, uh, how far are you? How far are you in? This is a very good question. Um, give me one moment. Mm, it's hard to know because. It says I have like seven and a half hours left, but how much hours was in it to start with? Are you using Libby or? No, I'm using um, Audible. Hmm. Okay, let me just see if I go to the very beginning how long it says I have to do. Oh, I'm like three hours in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's like ten, 10 hours. Then definitely I don't want to talk about it for that reason so that you can enjoy it. Lol. <laughs> okay, but I will say, I'm sure I'll say this again once we do the episode. I will say that it did kind of make me want to watch tennis. Oh, I love tennis. Um, I've never like even, well, we tried to play tennis for a bit, but like, yeah, we're not very good at it. And I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to take lessons, but yeah, no, we're not good at it at all. And it was just interesting, like that part of it and yeah. i think like at the same time i don't know what was going on with serena williams but everybody was posting about her mm-hmm. Did she, is she retired now or what um i don't know uh roger federer who is like one of the best men he literally just played his last match on yeah Saturday, like a few days ago or um, is it just that she won again and everybody was like yeah serena you're the best um let me see is she retired yeah she's an inactive professional tennis player so she did retire mm. um it's definitely what it was um i'm not entirely sure when she retired to be honest hmm. i'm scrolling through wikipedia i'll come out in a second with it um because it was just wimbledon wasn't it oh she's won like was it the american open what or the u.s open the U.S. opens in August. Um, okay, so it was then because I started reading it. Well, I started reading it like as soon as it came out. Oh, okay. Um, did she play? Yeah, she did play in the U.S. Open. Um, okay, I think it must have been like her last one then or something. Yeah, every like everyone on my Instagram was posting about her. Yeah, it was. So. Um, yeah, in September 2022, um, in the September 22 issue of Vogue, written in August, Williams announced that she'd be evol- evolving <laughs> away. I don't know, evolving, um, evolving away from tennis towards other things that are important to me. 
Um, she disliked the term. She disliked the word retirement and preferred the term evolution. So she's evolving away from tennis. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but she's won every single, um, like, Grand Slam. So, yeah, the Australian Open, the French Open, Wimbledon, and U- the US Open. So Australian Open starts, like, January kind of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, French Open is, like, April, I'm pretty sure. Wimbledon is June into July, and US Open is August. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a couple other cups in between there. Like uh, Queens mm-hmm. is between the French Open and Wimbledon. Um, there's like the Davis Cup, and there's a couple other ones. But like, don't worry, you'll up get in the there U- in the book. Oh, okay. So let's <laughs> say growing up in the UK, like I watched Wimbledon like every year, pretty much, mm-hmm. and. Like, Andy Murray is a Scottish tennis player. Like, he um, is really good. Um, so he he might be retired now. But the other night when Roger Federer, um, he had a dinner in London before playing a tournament that was going to be his last tournament in France. He had a dinner in London and Andy Murray, uh, Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, and obviously Federer. There was a picture of them. I think I saw it. yeah. With mm-hmm. like tower, I think it was the t- uh, tower bridge behind them where they all have like um, bow tie, like all real mm-hmm, fancy mm-hmm. dressed um, mm-hmm. tuxedos. That's the word I was looking for. I was like <laughs> a suit with a bow tie. What's that mm-hmm. called again? Um, yeah. <laughs> all looking very suave. Um, yeah. But yeah, I grew up watching tennis. Like hmm. my mom really loves watching tennis too. So like, um, yeah. And actually, for her fiftieth birthday. We were going to try and get tickets to Wimbledon, but her 50th birthday lined up with 2020. So we did not. Uh, Wimbledon was cancelled that year and yeah. we did not get tickets. But that was like my goal was to see if I could get tickets so my mom could go to Wimbledon for, for her birthday. Huh. Um, so we're going to yeah. have to have your mom on the, the read along episode if she likes yeah. tennis that much. Maybe she should read it. Yeah. Show I'll up. like get the physical book. She, she's been struggling to read this. So uh, um, She's been struggling? But- I think it's just putting the time, like okay. getting the time okay. aside. Um, okay. Like, yeah, I know. No, I feel her. I feel her <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, putting the time aside to read it is just not, and I can understand. So, it's a long one. Book, it was longer than I thought. It's a like, long book, but also the beginning I found slightly tricky. Okay, wait, um, wait, wait. We, we, but we we'll not to... get into that. We'll not get into that. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm super excited for Carrie Soto, especially because they've only done like I could, because like I'm reading the audiobook. You can read like you had mentioned this before how there's a whole bunch of um, people who are narrating the book. Mm-hmm. There's like they have there sportscasters. Is, yeah. So um, let's see. When I pull up the title details, it's narrated by twelve people are narrating the book. And Whoa. the only one that like stuck out for me was Patrick McEnroe. And I was like, I still haven't looked up, him up yet, but um, John McEnroe. John? John McEnroe is a tennis player. Yeah. So is Patrick McEnroe his brother? Oh yeah, he's John McEnroe's youngest brother. 
So Patrick yeah. McEnroe, he was a tennis player too, but um, he, so he's a former professional tennis player, broadcaster, and former captain of the US Davis Cup team. So he narrates in the book, but I was like, oh my God, is this like his son or something? Because I was like, there's no way that McEnroe was not related to John McEnroe in some way. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so now I know it's not his son, it's his brother. But. Also, so I don't know. I I feel I told you about this for sure, but I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the on the podcast. But mm-hmm. John McEnroe narrates the Mindy Kaling series "Never Have I Ever" on Netflix. Oh, and it's okay. fucking excellent. Like it's so funny the way that he is the why the reason why he's the narrator. It's just because the main character's dad was really into tennis or something like that. Anyway, oh, okay. You should watch. You should watch the show. And a yeah. new season has just come out, and I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list. I'm trying to finish some other shows before I start it, but yeah, it's it's such a good show, and it's like a teen show, so it's like a bit for a it's made for like a younger audience, but it's like mm-hmm. there's other stuff in it, like it follows like her mom too, and like one of her cousins. Yeah, it's such a good show. It's like so heartfelt, and yeah, it's really good. So you should watch it. Everyone should watch it. Yeah. It's a good show. It's just interesting because I grew up with such, especially when Wimbledon is on, um, like in the UK, like, this is going to sound so strange, but like TV is set up differently in the UK. So mm-hmm. sometimes when there's things like tournaments on, you um, press this red button on your TV remote and you could pick. So when you're watching the Olympics here, you just see there's like different channels and they'll maybe be doing like the swimming or the gymnastics, mm-hmm. but you just have to flick through different channels and you can't pick which sport you want to watch. So in the UK, you press this button and it will bring up all of the sports that are available to watch at the time. So maybe on like BBC One, they'll just be doing the swimming. But if you click the red button while you're on BBC One, you'll get all of these different options for you to pick which sport you want to watch. So like the, for the Olympics, you can pick different things. Like, um, But they do the same for tennis. When Wimbledon is on, Wimbledon is on, They'll have like whatever's playing like as like on center court or court one. Um but you can then pick if you want to watch court two, court eleven, court four, like you can hmm. flick between all of the games because it's only really the people that are seated high in the world that get to play on the big courts. Yeah. Everyone else plays on the smaller courts. So you can watch other pl- players play on different courts. And it's really interesting, but like you don't get that here. Um yeah. I think no. you'd have to go online to see that, but it's really cool. Yeah. Um, there's also just this like huge, like I don't know, British phenomenon of like watching Wimbledon too. Um, yeah. But I've watched so many like Wimbledon finals, and also at the same time, while we're pointing this out, it's Wimbledon, not Wimbledon, and that <laughs> drives me up the wall when people are like, "Oh, Wimbledon!" I'm like, "There's no tea. There's no tea in there. <laughs> Where are you getting this tea from? Um, I've never is it the missing tree tea in Toronto? Like, um, uh, Toronto, yeah." Um, where is this tea coming from wimbledon no it's wimbledon um it's a d d o n at the end anyway that's just my own small rage fest about that it drives me up the wall when i hear people say that and it it, at some points in the audiobook not the main person who's like narrating most of the book but there's been like one or two people who've like came in for little things and then they're like wimbledon i'm like oh wimbledon well i've never heard that but that then small again, rage for me. Um, Wimbledon has not been in my stream of consciousness. Basically, I mean, I know about it, but I yeah, 
I've never like paid attention to it. Um. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Well, in our news, I don't know if you saw this, but it made me shit my pants a little bit. Um. So when when we posted the last episode, I'm pretty sure it was the last episode, and we did um. What did you do? You did the love hypothesis and I did the Margot affair. Shanae, Shanae, I still don't know how to say her name. Shanae Lemoyne, Lemoyne liked our Instagram post about the book and commented like, thanks for reading my book. And I just about died because I was like, oh no, please don't listen to the episode because I talk about how much I didn't like your book. Oops. And we do have to put that disclaimer out there. Like, as much as these books, and I've like reread books, and the second time I'm like, oh, this is a pile of dirt. And then, oh, yeah. the f- like, but then the second time I read it, it's lovely. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just didn't get it the first time. Like, I love this book. And that's the thing. Like, it's our own personal judgment of whether we enjoyed the book or not. It's not saying that the book is for everyone or the book is like trash and nobody should ever read it. It's just yeah. our own personal opinions. Yeah. So. As yeah. much as we're, like, talking shit, it doesn't necessarily well, mean that we have, like, anything against that author. We would love to hear more of their work. It's just maybe that book just didn't hit the mark for us, too. Yeah. Um. So as yeah. much as... And it felt really embarrassing when we, like, originally saw that and we were like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we're such book lovers that we were also really awestruck when we saw that. And we're like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> like, yeah. an author has seen our post. Well, um, and, yeah. So, and I I don't think I tagged her, actually. Because that was the first post, like, I posted about... usually try to post, like, a week or so before the episode. Just be like, oh, this is what we're doing next week. So, that mm-hmm. was that post. So, I don't think I tagged her in the post for the episode. Because I was like, I don't want you to listen to this episode. But I don't think that we've ever said anything. Even for books that we don't like. <laughs> We've never been like you suck, and we no. hate you, and it's not it's not ever personal. I don't think it's just and no. always I try to be like, listen, this is maybe it's just it's me, and like yeah. Even with that book, I read through the the reviews, and there was a lot of reviews that people liked it. There was a lot of reviews people didn't like it too, same as me. But yeah, like yeah, everything is with everything. It's personal personal preference, and exactly. Evan refuses to like go see a movie that have bad reviews even if like he wanted to go see it and i'm like i don't get it make your own de- no. uh, uh, like decision and i know there are there are some bad movies out there that i like will never like take down my love for them because i just yeah like, yeah i love I watching them i i feel like i exclusively like bad movies because i don't know maybe that's just my mm-hmm. preference i like bad movies mm-hmm. but so she liked our post and then a couple weeks later or maybe it was a couple weeks ago it was a long time since we did this book mm-hmm. but tia williams author of seven days in june yeah liked liked both our posts about it and that's a fucking like I'm- reese witherspoon book club author and yeah. she liked our post. I was like, oh my god. I was like freaking out. I couldn't believe it. But you didn't again, tell me that. <laughs> but again, well, it was because I'm pretty sure it was like a week ago. So I was like, okay. I'm just saving it for like this episode. Yeah. But what? Once Those again, it was that you've done. That's uh, yeah, but also books that I didn't really like that much. Yeah, well, what can you do? I mean, that book was, I think I liked it a bit better than like the Margot Affair, but 
it's still like I still kind of toured a new one in our episode and I was just like oh god please don't listen to the you can like my but like like our Instagram post all you want but please don't listen to the episode yeah so that's like super exciting I just can't believe that these authors are like finding our little Instagram page so that's yeah um super cool that was I don't know that's pretty much all I had oh also um... (gasps) oh Ali Hazelwood, who wrote The yeah. Love Hypothesis, her newest mm-hmm. book has also come out called Love yeah. on the Brain. Did you I devoured it? it. Devoured <laughs> it in like days. So it came out, I think like two days before I was coming, I was flying um, coast to coast. So I was like, there, I don't know if I can get to a bookstore to buy this. So I'm just going to listen to the audiobook. And that was like pretty much all I did for like, did I finish? No, I didn't finish it before we got here because I was like using it to like from when I was packing and like doing other stuff. Mm. Absolutely mm. loved the book. It was mm. so cute. Um, yeah, and her books are all like ingrained in STEM. And yeah, this one wasn't set within like academia, but it was set within like NASA, which was kind of cool. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. So working on like um, brain stuff to do with like astronaut helmets and like brain things nothing that I could really understand but like the books are still like accessible for you not knowing the like science behind stuff yeah Um, it's just really interesting yeah um well speaking of books that we were started I just started this one but everybody has been talking about it like crazy over the last few Mm -hmm. weeks is um fuck what's it called I'm glad my mom died by uh Jeanette McCurdy Um, yeah yeah everyone has been talking about it and even evan like evan was the one i think who first told me about it and he was like oh you should read this book like it sounds like it will be interesting it's it's kind of like a a, a standoffish title yeah everyone is talking about like how crazy it is and she's done like tons of interviews and everybody's saying like it's like one of the best like autobiographies they've ever read so yeah i'm interested when i was on um where was i looking through the other day it came up for me because I've been doing a lot of placing books in carts, um, mostly kids books. So, um, to make a wish list for myself so that I can buy some books for my future classroom. But that was something that came up and I was like, well, I can't put it in my cart right now because it's going to look like an oddball out here. Um, but yeah, it was definitely one that I was like, Oh, I wouldn't mind reading that just like for what it like the reviews of it, but also like the, the like description I was like that seems like a really interesting book the yeah. title is like out there scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah but I want to maybe it's kind of intrigued me to want to know why yeah um, exactly exactly it's it's excellent marketing I yeah can, can say and I did hear something about her not having like um her royalties from being on tv shows as a kid she got none of that Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I saw like in an interview, but maybe it was an interview like promoting the book. Um, yeah, she's been doing a lot. It was of just interviews. like a snippet, so I saw. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot. I can't really remember what all I've seen about it, but I'm only one chapter in. But it's already okay. kind of messed up. I I didn't know. Like apparently they're Mormon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that either. So yeah, I'm only one chapter in, so I can't. I'll I'll have more once I once I am finished. But so next episode yeah. we could talk more about it, but. It's already yeah. kind of like, oh shit, this is not going to end well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also I'm mad at you because... Mm, oh, great. 
because I remember. So you you have recommended to me several times. Know my name, right? By Chanel Miller. Yeah, I have. Okay, well, I follow this Instagram <sighs> person who, yeah. uh, fuck, what's her name? I should probably shout her out. She's awesome. I actually really like her. Well, we both, I think I follow her on my personal page and we also follow her on our page. Okay. Um, and then, um, she's from Vancouver. Um, what's her name? Okay, her name's readwithme.jess on Instagram. She has a great Instagram. I love it. It's really, it looks cute and she also read i'm glad my mom died and i think that's kind of what made me be like oh i should read it but she supports like the libraries a lot and yep blah 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 blah. anyway so she's awesome she has good reviews um so she had a review of know my name and Mm -hmm. so i was reading it and you didn't fucking tell me that it's about the girl who was raped by what's his i thought i did brock turner no yo you didn't tell me and I was I like, I, did. I can't believe I can't believe I almost read this book without knowing like what it was about. Would you not read it then? Well, now I like now I want to read it, but oh, I just, okay. I didn't funny know because that that's what it was about. I just recommended it to my mom like two days ago. Um, but I was like, oh, well, I have it. So um, you can get it when it arrives here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's actually one of... It's one of those books. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about like um women going to like um oh, I I remember the acronym. It's when they go to the Sark hospitals, but what does the Sark stand for again? Um It stands for like um sexual assault recovery center maybe like i don't know mm. but that's mm-hmm. like the acronym that you sometimes hear within like true crime shows i don't maybe they don't but i've heard of it related in the uk is like oh take them to the sark um mm. because they've been raped so they need mm-hmm. like um to go there where they can do all the testing kits and stuff and um, mm-hmm. we were talking about um i think it's because there's been like a couple incidents in nova scotia where like there maybe has been an incident happened but because there's no female police officers available the person has been told to go home and not Mm-mm. like wash or anything until and like Mm-mm. that shouldn't be happening i think there was Mm-mm. one case in nova scotia and then somewhere else in the maritimes where that happened i don't really know because it wasn't while i was living here but we were just chit-chatting about something else to do with like that and i was like oh well like reading her like recollections of being in there was like just awful like because like people like officials from stanford like showed up and like talked to her like it was just um while she was there like just like some real weird stuff and but then you like go into when she's dealing with all of her trauma and like it's just so hard to read and like listen to and like I'm not saying like specifically I've been through something like that but I've had like some other like things that have not been great so like it's kind of like well, everyone like every woman yeah. has that's the fucking sad part is that every yeah. woman has felt like something weird happened to them and maybe for a long time they were like that it was, was nothing. nothing like yeah. brush it off but it's and not nothing <laughs> no and like reading it 
I really had to like reassess things that I had gone through mm-hmm. and it brought a lot like a lot of stuff to the surface it was really interesting but like seeing her like how she almost like went through like stages of like grieving herself and then like the trial like hearing it from like her perspective because she went like her um victim impact statement went viral because on buzzfeed they posted it online and it went viral and that's how like it really hit like the media headlines but it also hit the media headlines because that was when like Brock Turner's dad was like oh like 10 minutes of fun shouldn't affect the rest of his life like fuck right yeah. off with that like yeah I'm not here for any of that attitude and uh, yeah it, it is a beautifully written book about something that's truly horrible yeah and how like she's still coping with like all of that um though so, Chanel Miller is an incredible artist um, I follow her on Instagram. She like does these little cartoons and stuff. They're so adorable and cute. Um, but yeah, her book is incredible. Um, yeah, well, I want to read it. I know you recommended it to me. And you yeah. forced me basically to read it. Sorry. But I just... <laughs> no, I don't... I don't. I, it's because I, I know that you would truly like appreciate the message from the book. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but it is one of those ones you got to be in the right headspace to read it. Yeah, I was just and gonna say, I, had I feel to, like, like I got to work myself up to it. Like I had to like put it down a few times because I was just like, oh my god, there was a couple moments that like made me cry. More than a couple moments, but like that's not unusual either. I <laughs> cried at lessons in chemistry too, so like um... I did too. I did too. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're. I'm interested it. to know where you cry. Where you cried. Oh, I'm going to tell you in a second. Um, (laughs) Okay, anyway, that's all I had. Do you have anything else? Um, No, I haven't really had time. Um, Other than like textbooks, article reading, and reading kids books. That's (laughs) all I've been doing. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into it then. Okay. So, our read-along is lessons in chemistry and also we're gonna we're gonna spoil it because i need i feel like i need to spoil it to, to talk yeah. about some of the stuff i'm gonna talk about and you had a long time to read it so i'm not sorry and yeah. uh okay anyway so lessons in chemistry by bonnie garmis yep um it was it was published on the 31st of march 2022 so this year oh, perfect because I, I don't know if I... Oh. Double, Double Day. Day. Yeah. Double Day Canada. So it could have been other places that also published it, but in different countries. um Yeah. So I had seen this book. I think, like, maybe a couple authors that I follow had, like, posted about this book. But I had seen, like, the hype before the book was released. Mm-hmm. So when the book was released... But it wasn't, like, a lot of hype. Like... Yeah. It was enough that I I'd remember seen hearing... the book, yeah. but not enough that I it was like really out there. But now I feel that the book is like on like every mm-hmm. list that you're seeing about mm-hmm. like books right now, and mm-hmm. for sure, I love it. Um, it's well earned, that's for sure. Yeah. So my first initial thoughts were wait, when I was wait. reading this. Oh, sorry. Wait. We need to read that. <laughs> 
Oh, we need to read the back. Oh my god. Yeah, do you See, want me so to or do you want to? No, I know, you can go so... ahead. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Chemist Elizabeth Zott is not your average woman. In fact, Elizabeth Zott would be the first to point out that there is no such thing as an average woman. Love it. But it's the early 1960s and her all-male team at Hastings Research Institute makes a very unsuc... Oh, God, fuck. I'm so... Yep. Okay. Hastings Research Institute takes a very unscientific view of equality, except for one, Calvin Evans, the lonely, brilliant, Nobel Prize-nominated grudge holder who falls in love with, of all things, her mind. True chemistry results. Like signs, though, life is unpredictable, which is why a few years later, Elizabeth Sott finds herself not only a single mother, but also the reluctant star of America's most beloved cooking show, Supper at Six. Elizabeth's unusual approach to cooking... Combine one tablespoon acetic acid with a pinch of sodium chloride proves revolutionary. But as her following grows, not everyone is happy. Because as it turns out, Elizabeth Sott isn't just teaching women to cook. She's daring them to change the status quo. Laugh out loud funny, shrewdly observant, and studded with a dazzling cast of supporting characters, Lessons in Chemistry is as original and vibrant as its protagonist. Wow, that's a great, actually, like, synopsis. Uh So I had a quick look on um, Goodreads just before we came on and somebody was like, laugh out loud funny, absolutely not. And I was like, all right, <laughs> like, I get it. I like, would, I, yeah, okay. It's not laugh out loud funny, but it, there's some funny parts There's in some it. great com- comedic elements to this book. And if you're looking at like the timing and rhythm of certain jokes and stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, it's dry. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah, yeah, it's my humor for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm going to dive right in like I was about to a second ago. Thoughts, um, feelings. So when I first started reading this book, because I'd read the back of it and stuff, I'd like bought it with like a whole bunch of other books from like this independent bookstore in Vancouver and was like so excited for it coming out. And for the first, I don't know. Um, okay, so straight up, I'm going to spoil it. So when she's with Calvin Evans, loved all of it. But then when he dies, that's when I cried. That was the first moment <laughs> I cried. I was mm-hmm. like, what the flying fuck? Yeah. I was so irritated. But up until that point, I actually found like, actually, even for a little while after that, Elizabeth really annoyed me. Okay. And I was just like, I'm not enjoying this book, especially because. So... She, it's set in what the the early sixties. Well, yeah. So they it's like a bit ambiguous. Meet, they meet. Yeah, in the they 50s, meet in like the fifties. It ends by like nineteen sixty two. Yeah. So, and I can understand her views on women and within like science and academia are very revolutionary for the time. Mm-hmm. Especially because generally within America, the woman's place was in the kitchen. Which then you mm-hmm. see when she, like, has her own show and stuff, how, like, that's definitely what is, like, perpetuated within media. Yeah. But I really, like, um, kind of struggled with that to start with because I was just, like, well, her ideas of, like, how the world is meant to be, that's not, like, a true depiction of the time. But that's mm-hmm. where I think that we need to be careful with things. With And I can say the same for, like, Bridgerton. 
I'm not saying that we need to rewrite the past, but people who were thinking outside the box and having revolutionary ideas did exist within those times and did buck the trend. How do you think that society evolves? Doesn't just like spring out of thin air that all of a sudden we have these new ideas and that's how the world changes. These things Mm -hmm. take time and it takes those people like putting in the effort for things to change. So it took me just a moment of like thinking about, and I think I maybe talked to Joseph about it and was like, Hey, like, and he was like, well, maybe think about that a little bit more. Like, there would have been people thinking about those ideas. So, but just portrayed within media, but you can see that there's all of those things that are like held against her for such a long time too. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me so mad that mm-hmm. she's treated so shittily by like men in the world. It's just, and yeah. So I'm sorry, so, are you are you saying it's unrealistic or okay, it was so that's too where realistic. like- no the realisticness was like how shit men are within like that time period and still now like Mm -hmm. in regards Mm -hmm. to like not listening to women and not like you're just a woman like your opinion doesn't matter but also at the same time I was having an issue at the beginning of the book of being like this isn't believable because this isn't how that would have been done at the time but also like I didn't live during that time but that was just like my understanding of it but again I had to like take myself out of that and be like well you know it is a book of fiction and like Christ love Bridgerton for goodness sake and that's not historically (laughs) accurate by any means so like just take a deep breath it's just because it's closer in time so it feels more relevant that you just need to take it take it and then once I kind of took that viewpoint my entire opinion changed and was just like as much as like some of the like things that I thought maybe this is just a bit more historically inaccurate because like women maybe weren't as outspoken at that time about certain things but they were in a lot of other things because like like the whole like flower power movement and like civil rights and stuff that came about during that time so like Mm -hmm. um yeah people were like thinking revolutionary ideas so why I don't know why I had this like this isn't accurate at all no, but I, yeah I but it took felt... me a little minute to get into the book because of my own like ideas of like that wouldn't exist yeah. in that time but uh, that would have like not long after like the whole like part where like Calvin dies like that kind of changed very rapidly after that and I was just like no but I think I was also gutted because it doesn't say anything about him dying so when I read the back of the book she finds herself as a single mother so the first part of the book I was like Calvin Evans you absolute fucker you're gonna leave this woman and I was so mad and then I was like they're falling in love what the what the hell's happening and I was like oh my god he's gonna die so yeah I was hella mad when that happened and the dog I love the dog. 630 is like my favorite character. Okay. Uh, yeah. So when so the chapter where he dies, the chapter before that, it's like mm-hmm. and then he was dead 37 minutes later or some dumb shit like yeah. that. But it didn't specify whether it was the dog or if, whether it was Calvin and honestly yeah. I was like it better fucking be Calvin cuz if the dog <laughs> dies right now, if the dog dies right now, I'm fucking out. Like you can't you can't personify a dog and like make him have thoughts and feelings and like as, yeah. make him be like a legitimate character in the book and then kill him off. I was like I will fucking quit this book. 
if the yeah. dog dies right now. So like I had to read the next chapter super fast because I was like, if this dog dies, I'm just I'm done. I'm not reading it. I'm just gonna have well, to tell Christy I couldn't do it. The absolute worst, like reading. Oh yeah, I just was not not that you're here for like when anybody dies, but like yeah, oh, my heart. Like I remember just sitting there being like, what? Like yeah, no, and especially because like they really were like. Oh, just mm-hmm. the absolute best match for each other. And like, even when they like fought, when he like tried to propose to her, and she was just like, no, she had all of the like right to like say no. And like, yeah, oh, I just, there's so many like good elements to this book. And so many just yeah. like, if you think of like a timeline of a book, so many just like, moments where it like spins off just for a second and you're just like this is just like a lovely thing Mm -hmm. um yeah it's a good story I felt the same way about the beginning but I feel like it was for a different reason I I understand what you're saying about the unrealisticness mm -hmm. but I did kind of have like every time I would think okay this is not very realistic I would be like okay but like somebody would have had like you like you said Joseph said somebody would have had to have these feelings eventually in order to get where we are today, even though yeah. it's not a great place we're at right now. But like, like the the only reason that we're here now is because of people like this. But I think maybe what it was, was that she was so outspoken about it. Yeah. That like, yeah, like it, it was like maybe unreasonable and or un, un, like unrealistic in that respect because she just didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people probably didn't give a fuck, but like, it was harder to, yeah, it was harder to get anywhere, I guess, maybe. Yeah. But I just felt like I was reading the beginning of the book, and I think it was the exact same point where it changed for me, too. Like, when he dies, where where I was like, okay, now I'm kind of in- invested. But like, I was just reading the beginning of the book, and I was like, I'm not sure if I'm really enjoying this. And I, it was just because I was like, where is this going? Mm-hmm. and that's like where I kind what? of felt too I was like I, I as much as I kind of knew like obviously from the back of the book like a certain path but the beginning part I was just like where is this going and the whole like scene with like her and the like journalist guy in the like graveyard obviously like mm. we as viewers like our readers knew like certain things and he was kind of like extrapolating information like incorrectly for what she was like Mm. giving him Mm -hmm. um yeah oh it just there is I don't think there's ever been a book yeah Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a book that has made me this angry (laughs) yeah and like not even angry like the saddest but also the most like beautiful angry like yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah it like on it I just I read just today a post on Instagram or something it's like when we're almost finished a book that we really like it's like we could kick a door off its hinges yeah and I feel like this book makes me want to kick a door off its hinges and I'm pretty sure this is her debut novel too I know it's so good yeah and she's a scientist isn't she um a copywriter and creative director who's worked widely in the fields of technology medicine and education um yeah okay so not very specific but so also on top of this um all of the stuff to do with rowing so to start off with i was like there's a lot of stuff up to do with rowing and but like bonnie garmis herself is a rower and i 
when Joseph attended Cambridge, he actually did wrote. He didn't wrote for like Cambridge or anything like that. He wrote. He wrote. Ruing. He um just did it like on the side for his, the college he was in, but mm. um there were some people that were like really competitive on like his team and stuff. But he had like just learned how to row crew, and I think I don't remember exactly what size of boat he was on but it wasn't like the two person one it was like a team um Mm -hmm. but them talking about like crabbing and like throwing themselves out of the boat I was like oh my god I remember when Joseph was like it's scary um (laughs) and like how you have to work as like one unit so some of the things I was like oh this is really interesting because like I know something about this like Mm -hmm. and then like Calvin he went to Cambridge and rode there for however long he was doing one of his degrees he didn't Cambridge Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh that's funny because like Joseph went there um and would have been rowing on the cam so uh, the river cam sorry um yeah just kind of interesting I love when there's like little tidbits that because it just makes that book just like even more um relevant to you when you can pinpoint specific things that are relevant to your Mm -hmm. own life um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well yeah, so I was mad at you again. I was like, God damn it, Kirstie, why do you have to always recommend me books where, like, oh, I know. good characters die? Yeah. I was just like, oh. <laughs> but it, honestly, I was glad. I was happy that it was him and not the dog. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I just, like, different viewpoints, too. Like, you saw the viewpoint of, like, the police officers Mm-hmm. And then, like, the dog, like, all of those different things. I love the way that she wrote all of those. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very well-written book. Yeah, that was a cool way to do it. There were so many different viewpoints of, like, a situation. And there was, like, some viewpoints of some pretty shitty people. So I applaud mm-hmm. her for being able to write that because. Yeah. And, like, just the fact that there is, like, literally a rape scene 18 pages in. I was on the 18th page and Evan was sitting next to me. I can't remember what he was doing. But I was like, oh. Yeah, trigger warning. Pretty yeah. pretty graphic rape scene. Mm-hmm. So, and then, like, the fact that the police officer was like, oh, well, what did you do to deserve it? Like, and all that yeah. shit. I was, was just like, like, well, I want to press charges. And he was like, why? Yeah, like, what are you even talking about? It was probably your fault. And I was just like, I yeah. want to, I just want to rip this book in half. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so good, but it, it does make you so angry like i it yeah and then like it's like a woman in the world it makes you so angry for the injustices of not just the women who have been before us the women currently present and those in the future like and it's so interesting to be reading this and like all the shit happening in iran right now yeah i just finished this book yesterday and i was just like oh like this is what people are still dealing with and then I watched this video of these guys. I can't remember where it was. I, I think Yemen. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where exactly it was from. But it was just like this. I think it was a reporter. And there was this girl. She's 13 years old. She wasn't wearing a head a head scarf or anything like that. And these men were saying these vile things about women. Mm-hmm. That they were just like, they should be ashamed of themselves. Women are embodiments of sin and blah, 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 blah. All this stuff. And I'm just like, I don't understand how you can think that about another person. Like you came from from a woman yeah 
that's that's the thing is that like women are the like life source and yet somehow we're supposed to be punished for that like i don't i literally cannot wrap my head around it and i think that's why it makes me so angry i i cannot see how this viewpoint came about and i can't see how it could possibly continue to be perpetuated in today's society like there's this like there's some really fucking great quotes but I'm going to start with this one. This one's actually, I think, even closer to the end. Where did I have it written down? Uh, um, so Harriet says, uh, you know how men are. And Elizabeth, um, it goes on. Elizabeth considered this. No, she did not know how men were. With the exception of Calvin and her dead brother, John, Dr. Mason, and maybe Walter Pine, she only ever seemed to bring out the worst in men. They either wanted to control her, touch her, dominate her, silence her, correct her, or tell her what to do. She didn't understand why they couldn't just treat her as a fellow human being, as a colleague, a friend, an equal, or even a stranger on the street. Someone to whom one is automatically respectful until you find out they've buried a bunch of bodies in the backyard. Like, we can't even get that. And, like, I, I don't understand why we can't just treat everybody like that like no matter what your race is what your like sex is what your sexual orientation is everyone should be treated with the same respect until you find out that they have bodies buried in their backyard yep like you can't even be treated as a normal stranger like that hit me so hard i was just like fuck yes that's right like we should be able to just treat people as a normal person on the street until you find out that they're horrible human being yeah yeah so that's like that's the thing that i struggled a lot with in this book and not in a bad way it was an excellent uh-huh. in an excellent writing kind of way but it was just like i don't i can't comprehend how women could have been treated this fucking poorly yeah <laughs> and still are being treated poorly in other areas of the world and even mm-hmm. here like with roe v wade being overturned like what the fuck that's all i yep. can say is what the fuck um anyway (laughs) rant o'clock um i so i cried at the end when she like when she ended up okay so this is a spoiler when she leaves the show yeah and when she's like giving the whole speech to the women and the women and the thing that bothered me so much too about that was that they were telling them like walter and well i guess maybe maybe not Walter, but definitely like the big like show executive was like, you're not doing well. The show is tanking, blah, 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 blah. But they were doing amazing. Was it just because it wasn't doing with men? Like why, why were they saying the show is not doing well? And they were making it for women. So obviously maybe it was because like all of the sponsors were being pulled and stuff like that. But yeah, probably. Like, it was so popular, obviously, because all these women loved it and were showing up and lining up for hours and hours and hours to go see her show. But still, all these men were telling them that the show was a failure. I'm like, what are you talking about? But I also like that she left on her own terms. Yeah. Like, that was her decision. She wasn't, like, they didn't ax it or anything like that. She chose to leave. Um. But they were getting good ratings in the sense that it was very popular with people and they could recognize that. I think it was just her viewpoints at the time were too much for people to handle. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I get that. And like that was why that was why all the sponsors like the sponsorships were backing out, but mm-hmm. it obviously was I don't know, maybe it's just because I really don't know how TV works. Mm-hmm. But they had viewers. Yeah. Clearly. So yeah. that's why I was like how how would this be considered a failure if there's like millions of people or whatever whatever the numbers were tuning in every day. I think it also didn't, like, it wasn't, it did a lot better after the, like, really shitty dude left. Um, well, like, had to leave because he had, like, a mer- medical situation. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I liked, too, this is just a little tidbit, but, like, the, so sh- on the cover also, she has a pencil in her hair. Yep. And she uses, like, she has a pencil always in her hair, and it's, like, she uses a pencil to stab the guy who's raping her, like, yeah, when she's, like, doing her PhD. And then I think it said, it mentions something about, like, when the second guy tries to rape her, which there's two fucking rape scenes in this book, and it just yeah. makes me so angry. <laughs> and I just thought that was interesting, how she always has a pencil on her, and it's, like, for protection. Yeah. Like, I just, I liked that little... You, you gotta Not. use what you gotta use, like um Yeah. Yeah, and they were gonna press charges like going back to the first rape scene, they were gonna press charges like on her because she stabbed him with a pencil. Like yeah. ugh. anyway. Um Yeah, so going back to what you're saying about it being realistic. Mm-hmm. Um so like when she left and she was like leaving to um like pursue her her research again like the only reason that so it do, it does talk about like she she thought that there would be offers coming in from all these different universities for her to research there and there wasn't because she's mm-hmm. still a woman and she was still an unwed mother and all that bullcrap that like and she was seen as like a tv personality now rather than like, yeah a scientist exactly and so the only way that she could have continued on I guess it's not that I didn't find it realistic. It was just, like, annoying that the only way that she could have continued on in her research was having this, well, what it, it turns out to be her, her mother-in-law in the end. Mm-hmm. Her mother-in-law, um, in quotes, um, mm-hmm. who's a super rich person who can afford to give her all the money she needs to continue. And, like, I wish that that would be the case. But, like, it just is a bit, like, I realize that that's what had to happen in order for the story, like in order for the story to wrap up. But it was just, it's just frustrating to think that that's the only way a woman could make it. Yeah. Like it was nice that that's how this book ended, but like it's the reality of that is very. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I did love all of that. Like the way that stories. So like a good example of this is when I went to see like, um, a comedian a few years ago and I think that you are a phenomenal person at telling stories when there is like your overarching story that you tell everybody um, but meanwhile you're telling all of these other stories and if mm-hmm. you're really good the audience will forget the original yeah. story but your story links back to that and then the yeah. next one they tell another one and then it links back to that uh, those are my favorite kinds of things and I feel with this it's almost like that in book form where mm-hmm. for sure so all of a sudden you're getting to see this opinion of this priest guy who was the person who was writing letters to 
Calvin years ago, and mm-hmm. yet he felt compelled to do his funeral for him. Um, and then he was like helping like Calvin's daughter with like, yeah, her like just the I, threads, the threads of like having that like woven through, and then the fact that Calvin thought it was like um his mom's like secretary person or like. I don't know. I can't remember exactly who he was, but he thought that was who his dad was. Oh, the lawyer, um, yeah. The lawyer yeah. guy. And also for a little bit, I was hoping that like the lawyer and like Calvin's mom were together, but like were together. I don't think they were at all. No, I don't understand. The second, because- the second time round I read it and I was like, oh yeah, no, like they have a deep love for each other in the sense of like friendship friendship and like um through working together for absolutely forever but she couldn't be the entire signature Mm. on her yeah like her entire like charity that she ran because she was a woman so he had to sign off on everything that she signed off on and that it was Mm -hmm. just like there was all of these like tiny things and that kind of thing like still lasted until like way like oh, when was it that somebody somebody was telling me not long ago that their mom was like more of the breadwinner in the house when they were a kid and when he when his mom went to like open a bank account or something like that his dad had to be present yeah well women couldn't have fucking credit cards until like 1979 but this would have been like the late 80s i would say oh god like 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 it makes me sick to my stomach ago. It makes me physically sick to my stomach to think about, like, it's not that long ago. And, like, with all of this shit happening in the U.S. and all these other countries. Well, and I mean, it's happening here, obviously, too. But, like, and I, like, a few years ago. We're not that far away from it. No, we're not at all. And a few years ago, I read The Handmaid's Tale. And there's, Mm -hmm. like, certain things that, like, came into action for, like, um... For it to then be into like this dystopian place, and one of them was like losing um, the ability to like have your own money, um, and like all of the money like is frozen in your accounts until like only men can access it, and everything is transferred over. Like so, you have no control of your own finances. And I remember reading that and just being like, "Wow, that seems like such a like." like a weird far off thing and stuff and then finding out like no it wasn't that long ago yeah so realizing like the 80s is like 30 40 years ago now but like still that's not yeah. that's not a lot of time in the grand no. scheme of like the world no and we're that's like, a like blink both of an eye. relatively young so that was just before we were like born existed yeah yeah <sighs> like it ugh. yeah yeah, I, I honestly don't understand how men made it to the 21st century because why why didn't women just murder them with their bare hands back then? Like, how could you live that way? Yeah. But I, I guess, like, there was a lot of women that were perpetuating those, like, societal norms as well, which is also, like, I think is represented by the character of Miss Frask. Yeah. Because, like, I was so mad at her at the beginning oh. because I was like, how could you treat an, another woman that way? But, yeah. And then, so, I mean, yeah, that was horrible. But I think that that was, that was supposed to be a representation of the women who were fine with the way it was, or at least didn't know any better, maybe, is the better way to say it. And I think until it's perpetuated towards you, 
sometimes yeah you are like completely oblivious and then you need that like almost like jolt of something happening personally to you or someone close to you and then you're like oh that's not good um, yeah i mean kind of the same horrible. thing with harriet yeah because she was like unhappy in her marriage and like the reason why she was even in a bad marriage in the first place was because of society and religion and stuff like that yeah and she couldn't get out of it because of those same reasons yeah and what always like and that's not something that has changed throughout time like it is to an extent and i love like solidarity between like any other like female or somebody who identifies as female like anybody i'm here for you and you're here for me but i remember the first time i ever truly was like we need to stick together so yeah and it was an incident a few years ago where um I happened to bump into an ex-boyfriend at a like convention thing I was at and he was there with his new girlfriend and I was there like on behalf of something that was there and his girlfriend and a friend passed by me and started laughing at me and like pointing and laughing at me so it was very obvious um and afterwards and like I was upset about this because I was like well one there's no need to ever do that to anybody ever Mm -hmm. just like on a human to human Mm -hmm. level but at the same time like woman to woman why are you doing that like fair enough you hear of his perspective of how our relationship is you don't hear mine but woman to woman like I would never do that to you and how would you feel if that was reversed like it wouldn't make you feel good at all so why are you perpetuating this behavior towards another person who is also um historically being repressed like yeah don't like i think i said repressed oppressed was what i meant there um but yeah and it's taken me a long time to like get over that and not that i feel like you need to get over that but like to just understand that like that's not a very good situation to put somebody else in and like the golden rule like just make what treat others as you would like to be treated and if you yeah wouldn't like somebody else to be pointing and laughing at you why are you doing it to other people like yeah, yeah and i know it's like a like cliche thing to say but it's really not about you it's about like to make you you feel better about it it's not about oh, you yeah. it's about her oh like, definitely she has her own issues that she yeah is it makes her feel better to tear someone else down but that's the point is that like we we don't need to feel like that like because somebody has enough doesn't mean that you need to like be upset or jealous about that like yeah let everybody have yeah anyway i i i just like the the representation of frask being like the women of that time that were also like perpetuating the patriarchy basically yeah and then to come in at the end and like fucking murk denari oh yeah here for it so here for it because they made a connection of like and the thing that i loved so much about it is that they realized that they both were kicked out of their phd programs because of sexual assault yeah and that to me is a representation of we're not that different. None of us are that different no. from each other. We all have different experiences and stuff and stuff like that, but like that, you're not like, alone. Sticking together. Yeah. Yeah. 
sticking together gets us far further than trying to step on each other's heads to get higher yeah. than them. We need to build each other up, not tear each other down. And exactly. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just love like that whole story because like I was so mad at her at the beginning and then oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, she's she's cool. Like, And then when she came back like later on, even when she had like her little bit where she was like with uh, the priest guy that I can't remember his name. Um. Oh, yeah. Wakely. Yeah. Yeah. When she was like Wakely's assistant and stuff like that, even like her interaction with like... um. The daughter character again. I can't Madeline. Remember. Madeline. Mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was about to say something. It did start with an M, but I don't even remember what it was. But it was not that. <laughs> um, yeah, when she like had her interaction with her um, about like, oh, you're typing really quickly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. loved all of that. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> she was a, an interesting character because she was kind of an asshole, but. It yeah. worked out in the end. Like, she was an asshole even after, like, she started being friends with Elizabeth. Because she made yeah. Madeline cry because she was like, basically, your mom got fired because you exist. Yeah. So she just, maybe she just doesn't have, like, a great filter. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe well, she a lot of them in asshole. the book don't have great filters. And I feel that's where somebody on, like, Goodreads is like, they're, and I just don't like this, like, review, to be honest. But they were like... <laughs> why is everybody like on the spectrum and i'm like one that is ridiculously offensive to say yeah and yeah. two like so like yeah not everybody like, is neurotypical like yeah um so i don't know i was just like annoyed with this person's review to be perfectly honest um yeah, yeah. and there are so many people with like different um ways of figuring thing out and seeing the world and some people like that's needed within like academic environments and scientific environments like so yeah anyway yeah Yeah. uh, that person's viewpoint is less to be heard not great yeah yeah um another like piece of this book that is just fucking great is the representation of like found family oh yeah oh like i i consider myself to be very lucky because i have a great family we're all really close and like Mm -hmm. you know everybody has their shit every family has shit like don't get me wrong but and they're crazy like i love you guys but i'm sorry you're fucking insane um but like i know that i have a support system yeah to fall back on and i can't imagine like having not having that so like with calvin he was adopted and then his his parents die in a horrible car accident and then his aunt dies in a horrible car accident and so he has no one he lives in in an orphanage for his whole life and then like elizabeth's parents are shitty people and like i can't imagine like going through life without that support system yeah but then it also shows that you can find people who are your support system and it's ragtag and they don't always look like everybody else's families but i love that it's like you don't have to it also there's a point somewhere in the book that says just because their family doesn't mean they deserve your respect or love 
And that's such a that's such a great like message, too, is that just because someone's family, if they're toxic, you don't have to spend time with them. You don't have to like you can love them in the way that you love your family members, but you don't have to let them take over your life if they're toxic to you. And then finding that found family where it's like your neighbor and your boss and, you know, like a girl that you used to work with. All of those people can be your your family. It doesn't have to be your biological family. So yeah. I just thought that that was really great writing too. Yeah, and families come in all different shapes and sizes too. So like mm-hmm. you really don't like what like would be like the nuclear family like we've come a long way since that and I think people are finding new ways all the time to make their own families and yeah it doesn't have to be the ones that you were born into and again I'm also very lucky that I have a great family um they're also nuts at times too so like (laughs) um, I think you can't you really can't get away with it it's just you can't get away from your family being nuts but yeah but I you also have, have to... like my chosen family who is like yeah, exactly my friends so like you and like some other people in my life who are just like yeah I know that I could count on you guys and that I could spend like so much time with and yeah yeah and I know that I will have in my life for a very very long time and I think yeah. as soon as you know that there's something like very grounding and very settling about it too yeah yeah um yeah so i love that there's just some uh, i have okay so i have some quotes again here look look i have my uh all of my quotes in your book your sticky tabs (laughs) i'm not i'm not gonna read all of them i've already read one but there's some really there's just some great fucking quotes in this book um oh i love this one this one just i was like fucking yes finally someone's telling me the truth okay so this is when she is, she went to the doctor for the first time. She didn't go to the doctor for a really long time when she was pregnant because she yeah. basically was in denial and all that kind of good stuff. So not good, but you know what I mean. Not every woman wants to be a mother, he agreed, surprising her. More to the point, not every woman should be. He grimaced as if thinking of someone in particular. Still, I'm surprised by how many women sign up for motherhood considering how difficult pregnancy can be. Morning sickness, stretch marks, death. Again, you're fine, he added quickly, taking in her horrified face. It's just that we tend to treat pregnancy as the most common condition in the world, as ordinary as stumming a toe, when the truth is it's like getting hit by a truck, although obviously a truck causes less damage. (sighs) Just like as someone who is like nervous about pregnancy and childbirth, it was just like, yes! And it also really made me think of like how women's conditions are like not research talked about or like nothing is done about it because it's just I don't know it's not about men so they don't care oh and like that's how it's historically been for like so like however long I have looked into like well obviously there's a whole range of different things like that like um uh polycystic ovarian syndrome um endometriosis all of those kinds of things there's only just coming to light right now of how detrimental those are for women and like you shouldn't be the, in pain all the time. Yeah, the pain that women like, are in all the time, like all of those things. But also, like I've done a little bit of research into like things like autism and ADHD and 
OCD and things. And when you look at the studies that have historically been done on what we then have now defined as these conditions, they've all been done on males. So then they wonder why there's like, like they would say typically like it was a lot of like ADHD particularly is a lot more men have it or like Mm -hmm. boys have it when they're younger and stuff like that and then they find like a flux of women get it in their adult years and there are women or like girls who get diagnosed with it in school and stuff like that but that would be like if they were displaying the same traits as boys were Mm. so those ones are very obvious but traits that are not very obvious that are more common within younger girls are not being picked up on until that person is in their 20s usually yeah so and then it's diagnosed as adult adhd it's just like but why why are we only basing it off of studies that have been done on men like makes no sense it's it reminds me of the one the study that has to do with temperature in buildings that study with like air conditioning was done on men and women run at a different body temperature a slightly different body temperature so women like I used to have, and now fair enough, my office wasn't the like heated always at the best of times. Sometimes three people in the office would be on fire and sometimes three people would be absolutely freezing cold. So yeah. not the best. But like my mom sometimes has to like have a blanket on herself in like August because the AC yeah. is too high and she's cold. Um, She has like a sweater that she keeps at work because of the AC. Like there's yeah. all of these things and it's like yeah but if this was a like a male if it was like the other way around that would be fixed in an instant because well yeah imagine if like they're not used to periods. discomfort yeah imagine if guys got, if, if men were the ones to be pregnant like yeah and even, like, i the other listened day- to this oh sorry go ahead no it's okay i listened to this podcast and i'm gonna have to get evan to remind me what it was because he's the one who showed it to me but it was like a podcast basically about how nothing in the world is made for women it's all based on a man and i was like what the fuck like and it's like things that you would never think of but it's like getting into a car it's made for like um like male statures like it's so interesting and i'll have to write it down for the next episode so that i can tell people about it but there's so many things infuriating so I played in a pipe band for several years and the drum harness that you wear to play a snare drum or a bass drum, like, because there's different harnesses and stuff, they're made for a male body because there's not... You can't fit boobs in there? Is that what it's about? And then, like, the kilt and stuff like that, it looks great on a guy, but again, and that's something more, like, aesthetically, but, like, it's not the most attractive thing to be wearing um, because all of it's, like, your shirts, you have to buy male shirts the waistcoat it's like all of those things it's all for because like we're different proportional like um Mm -hmm. and everybody's different proportions but like typically different well men have like yeah men have like certain well also boobs boobs are a huge thing too like within all of that and it's just frustrating to deal with that wasn't the thing i was gonna comment on before though sorry it's okay it wasn't that important (laughs) i don't think but like it's just 
all of these things, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. Going back to doctors, like, it's it's become more uh, known about now, but, like, women have problems going to the doctor because they just are like, oh, you're just exaggerating. You're just too emotional because you're a woman. And then they don't mm-hmm. get diagnosed with things that are serious conditions because mm-hmm. they just get brushed off and say, oh, you're you're imagining it. It's just all in your head. And it's like, and it only happens, it happens more, I shouldn't say it only happens to women, but it happens more to women than it does to men. Yeah. Okay. So the thing I was going to say was I was watching this like little video on Instagram and it was saying that, um, so obviously within a 24 or yeah, 24 hour cycle, your body fluctuates and have diff- has different hormone levels throughout the day. So that's fine. But men just fluctuates throughout the day. But then women's fluctuates not only throughout the day, but throughout the month. So you have the, the fluctuation, yeah, cycle. but you're also going around the cycle. So somebody was describing it as, sorry, I'm giving like very weird hand gestures to Nikki to describe <laughs> my point. Somebody described it, it as was helpful. the earth spinning or like the moon going around the earth is what a daily thing is because that's what a day is. Like you're just going. Yeah. Yeah. The moon. No, no the earth oh. spinning. The earth spinning. Day. Oh my good God. Yeah. So the earth. <laughs> we are scientists. Yeah. So the earth spinning and you having that day is like, imagine that is just like the daily men cycle. So just spinning round and round. That's the fluctuation of the men, the male's hormones. But then you have the orbiting around the sun. That's Mm -hmm. happening all the time. And yeah. fair enough, that's not the one that I really want to talk about because, like, the moon phases are the one to do with a month. But um, take it as, like, as yeah. if we orbited I... the Earth around the sun every month. So at yeah. different times of the month, these are different things that are happening to your body. So there are two forces that are factoring on your hormones. So certain times in the month, you'll need certain types of... And, like, we're not taught about this and we're not no. taught, like, how to regulate any of that. And... If it was happening to men, I can guarantee that there would be like it would be taught like in schools probably. Like um yeah. it just frustrates me that you don't really hear about any of that until something like essentially medical wise needs to be like discussed. It's with an you. emergency. Yeah. yeah. So even just like knowing that like my or like every woman roughly or any period having person, they're iron levels drop while you're on your period so Mm -hmm. you feel more tired and stuff like that so you should be taking iron supplements during that time now not everybody has to be taking that but i was told recently i should start doing that haven't started doing that yet but i probably should um (laughs) so just because i said i get extra tired around about that time and they're like okay you probably need more iron then um yeah me too but so yeah. yeah But just the fact that, like, I have to, to do that because, yeah. And fair enough, that's maybe not related to the world catering for me. Like, but it's just frustrating that that's not, like, a more normalized and talked about thing. So, yeah. like, I never even thought about the fact that, like, yeah, obviously your iron levels are going to drop because you're losing blood. And yeah. iron is what is in your, like, iron is in your blood. So, yeah. Like, that's really obvious, but yeah. it's just something you don't even, like, 
think about anyway. Well, I mean, even for me, it's like, for me, it's like period depression because like I have the fucking weirdest thoughts when I'm on my period and it's like Evan's going to divorce me and nobody loves me and all my friends secretly hate me and, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of shit. And then it's not until, and then like, it would be, it would be, it would last a couple days and then it would, I would be fine again. And yeah. I would be like, that was weird. I guess I'm just a weird person. But like, I wasn't until like, I saw somebody else talking about it on the internet that I was like, oh, this is a thing like this is yeah. like a thing that happens to people and I'm just like I like no nobody ever talked anything about that like yeah or the fact that it's, like it's within like I will cry over something so inconsequential it could just be that I'm super tired and yeah. I'm like exhausted yeah. and I just cry yeah. or I see something on tv and then I start crying yeah mm-hmm. immediately well not immediately 24 hours later Sometimes for eight hours, but it's usually within 24 hours, my period has started. Yeah. And I know that that's like a big thing for like many people, but it took me like a really long time before I figured out that that, like they were connected. That was what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, same for me. I remember when I was in high school, I came home one day and it was after a long day. I had like rehearsals or something after school too. So I was, I didn't get home until like five or five 30 and my parents had made roast beef for dinner and I just started crying because I didn't want roast beef. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with me? And then the next day yeah. my period came and I was and like, you oh, think okay. that you're losing your marbles. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, like I'm just really tired and that's why I'm upset and stuff. And then the next day I'm like, oh, it makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But that then sometimes sense, yeah. like, I don't know, like somebody could have like been kind of shitty on the bus and then I'll come home and just start talking about it and then next thing I know I'm like sobbing about it and I'm like yeah what is going on like this is not even something of consequence to be like upset about and like I know it and then like then it all makes sense um yeah oh yeah it's just it's crazy to me that that's like not talked about at all yeah and like yeah yeah when we did our like sex ed, it was like you're gonna have a period. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like also, you're gonna have a period, gonna have a period and it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to find out years later, oh well, actually, shouldn't be hurting that much. I'm yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I yeah. It sucks. It sucks uh, being a woman. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last quote that I have, which I love again this book is just so good um so this was after um the studio executive or whatever i don't even remember what his title was like again tried to rape her because he wasn't what is it with men and like their immediate i i don't know maybe it's not like this anymore but their immediate thought when a woman isn't doing what they want them to do or they feel like they need to have control over a woman is like i'm gonna rape her like what the hell is that about? I don't understand. Like even back then, it was supposed to have been a civilized society. How could that even possibly have ever come about? Like what? I don't. And I realize like rape is supposed to be about control and blah 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 all that stuff. But it's just like, what makes you think? In order to control this person, I need to stick my dick in her. Like what? Yeah. I don't. Wh- where does that connection come from? <sighs> 
so it was right after that and she was like talking to walter and he she was telling her him about what happened um were most men like phil in walter's opinion no but did most men do anything about men like phil himself included no and yeah it just goes on to say sure maybe that seems shameful or cowardly but honestly what could anyone actually do you didn't pick a fight with a man like phil to the to avoid these outcomes you simply did what you were told that yeah i I think that's why like people like him were allowed to just continue doing what they want and like people like brock turner were allowed to just continue on with their lives is because other men, even though they weren't, you know, rapists or anything like that, they they just continue to let it happen. Yeah. And that's, um, like, it, it's so lovely to hear when, like, there are men in our lives who are, like, oh, yeah, like, that's really shitty and stuff. And I'm, like, yeah, but we need you to act on it. We need mm-hmm. you to do stuff about it. Because... Yeah coming just from women against like these ideas it clearly isn't making a difference so we need (laughs) you to also act on this for shit to actually be done because it then makes it seem like you're happy with this thing happening to me yeah but yeah you're not so you need to actually prove it to me and and (sighs) yeah it really comes down to the fact that like everyone always like oh well you know you have a mother you have sisters you have a wife whatever it is it's like that's that shouldn't be your reasoning yeah it should be because domestic abuse abuse between siblings and family members yeah no that doesn't really make a valid point to me anymore because that can be perpetuated at any level within your relationships with any female so you just saying i have a sister great good for you but you need to prove to me that you actually care about that person in your life you need to prove yeah, to exactly. me that you actually do think that they're worth fighting for in yeah. regards to like discrimination and uh, sexism. Like you need to prove it. Saying yeah. words, that's not enough. It's not enough anymore. No. Yeah. Anyway, fucking I feel like this whole book was just a rant. <laughs> Yeah, but it was and like I get it. written so lovely, and like I love oh, the way it's, it's like rounded up, and it gives like such power towards the end, and especially when they like stick it to Denati and like some other things that are going mm. on. Absolutely yeah. love it, but yeah, it yeah, it just at the same time, it makes me sad that some of these things it doesn't feel like anything's changed in some regards um yeah yeah for sure for but sure. i do love the like whole like stem messages that it has where like um and like even like calvin realizing calvin realized that elizabeth was way ahead of him in his research but he, she was a female and he was male so like um but again, he was also naive in the regards of like, she was like, well, I don't want to change my name. And he was like, but just why mm. not? And yeah, but I think for him, that was about being family. Being family, yeah. Not something about... that he felt he'd never had. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, you know, is still like, he's not listening to what she's saying. Yeah. So that was a problem. But I but overall, like, I could, like, he I was could see coming both from sides. A, he was coming from a place of kindness, not a place of like, um, yeah, yeah. 
You know, I don't exactly. know what I'm trying to say, but you know, yeah. Hopefully everybody else gets yeah. what I'm meaning to. Um, so <laughs> I, I was get, just yeah. looking through um, some quotes and I think this is like, I don't know if you're ready to like round up here. Um, yeah, no, okay. I'm done. That was okay. all I had. So this yeah. is like, I think a really good like way to round this up. Um, and when I saw this quote, I was just like, yes, like I need to like plaster this quote somewhere. Um, so and I can't remember exactly whereabouts in the book it is because I'm just flicking through like Goodreads quotes. Um, but it stuck out to me. Your days are numbered. Use them to throw open the windows of your soul to the sun. Hmm. And I think that's such an important message that like. That was the um, quote that they put on his tombstone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one that they put on his tombstone before they changed it? I think that was what was supposed to be. Oh, okay. And they... Like, when all that they, happened. <laughs> all they all that ended up going on it was your days are numbered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I think, like, after it ended up getting shot... This book is wild, guys. You it is. Read it. <laughs> um, but it has so many funny parts. Like, yeah. It, but it's also so much meaningful, heartfelt parts. But I just think that that's, oh, like... yeah such a nice sentiment for us to finish up on because um yeah. like we do have a finite time um but we need to fight for the injustices of the world and well yeah. you know i think it just comes back to leave it better than you found it yeah and that's probably what i would like to have done at the end of my life i'm not sure if i'm accomplishing that at all but well, we can also that's only what we do what's all within do. our power too. Sometimes um, the external things that are beyond us are far more powerful than we are. But as long as we know that we put our best foot forward and try to improve, then yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a nice sentiment. Yeah, you're right. That was a good way to end it. You're right. Okay. <laughs> so I gave it a five. What did you give it? Oh, I'm assuming five. five. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, so hell bent that we were doing this book too because I was like, yeah. to start off with, I was Honestly, like, oh, I don't know about this book, but I loved it. And the audiobook is lovely to listen to because um, I re-listened to it again while I was packing up stuff and like burned through it so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wonder if this would be a good book to give to Evan. I know that I say that every like so often, mm-hmm. and he never reads any of the books that I give him. But this one, like, this one would be a tough one for him to get to, too, because it is long. Like, it's yeah. longer than I thought it was, like, looking at it online and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I went to pick it up, I was like, oh, shit, this is actually a hefty chonker. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think it would be such a good book for men to read. Oh, yeah. Because it just, it gives such a glimpse into, like, what it's like to be a woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, this was, you know a time and place and it's not now and it's not as bad as it used to be but there's still things you can take from here i think that and even like are important kind of being like um fiction there is romance in it but it's not oh it's not the whole thing i love that i love that it's not the whole thing of the book but also it's like one of the most truthful real love that i've ever seen depicted in a book it doesn't yeah. have to be um, like this whirlwind romance, like constantly. It was just the two of them bared their souls to each other and were there for each other. 
and also like not even just like their love for each other but like the fact that like um Elizabeth would put those messages into Mad's lunches every day showing that yeah. like love that's just like her extension of her love for Calvin was to their child too like yeah all of that just was so lovely to read about um yeah but it's not like I wouldn't wouldn't categorize this book by any means as like romance at all yeah it I wouldn't has either. that in it but it's not it's it's not a it's not, not all it, that's about not what it's all part. about yeah I, there's something I honestly, refreshing about that yeah for sure it I feel like it's like I I honestly feel like I don't know maybe I'm not the person who ma- gets to make this decision but I feel like it's a feminist work oh yeah like I, like people might study it mm-hmm. like later yeah as as something that's like a feminist I don't know maybe not anyway I I I just consider it to be like a feminist book like it's about being a feminist and it's about mm-hmm. I feel it's realizing- definitely like a rally cry like yes um, yeah totally for sure and you know what actually and i know i've talked about this before and i i don't know if you've watched it yet but it made me feel the same way that um oh fuck what's it called oh fuck it's out it just flew out of my brain it's with amy poehler amy poehler produced it oh what's the name of the movie you've mentioned this movie before yeah yeah i've told you about it a couple times and i know i've talked about it on the podcast before when you did her book you um yep fuck what's it called give me a second i'll have it up yeah kirstie's the the googler of the two of us moxie moxie thank you it gave me the same feeling yeah so excellent book i'm already thinking about all the people that i'm gonna give it to i that's what that's what made me bring up maybe evan should read it but i feel like i should probably give it to like my mom and my grandma first yeah <laughs> because they could get through it a lot faster than evan i think my mom will really like this book yeah well actually my, and she's gonna my... i know i can already see it now she's gonna send me like a text message that's like takes up my whole phone screen all about, all about how she felt about the book because that's yeah. what she does every time i give her a book she always sends me her <laughs> love thoughts it. so i love it i love it yeah my mom hasn't finished the book yet but um a friend of my parents came over last night because um everybody in Nova Scotia is like slowly getting their power back we were lucky enough to Mm -hmm. not lose our power um for the uh hurricane that came over here the this weekend and uh they came over to use the power like so that their kids could charge their phones and stuff Mm -hmm. um but like they, shower. yeah. So yeah. Um, my mom was like, "Oh yeah, this is the book I'm reading," and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll give it to you afterwards." Oh. I was like, "Mom, you still gotta read it." Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah I love. And my mom then looked at me and she was like, "Yeah, I can give it to her." I'm like, "Yeah, you can give it to her because it's my book." But um, yeah, I love sharing books with other people. But I, yeah, I don't know who I want to give it to after that, but. And yeah, I want shout out. One, to I want this one Carla back though, for my for work sure. too. Yeah, I want it back because it's so pretty. Yeah, but yeah. shout out to Carla that I worked with while I was living in BC. Um, she also got to read this particular copy of it. 
because she was reading it for her book club and she was so excited when I said oh I have the book um we're doing it for our next read along she thought that the the episode was going to come out before her book club was going to happen so she was like oh great I'm going to have all of these insights to say about the book and I was oh, like no then she told me the date and I was like actually our episode's not coming out until after that she's like oh <laughs> but yeah Sorry, she Carla. also loved it um yeah oh, good yeah Yay. Yay. Yeah. Excellent book. I like, I don't know. I recommend it to like everyone. It's yeah. such a good book. Um, anyway. Okay. Some business. Business, business, Before business. we go here. Um, so we're going to be changing up the structure, I guess, of our episodes a bit here. And maybe we'll reevaluate in, in a while. But it's just a lot right now for us yeah. to read two books in a month. <laughs> yeah. And we just... Um, we're going to reevaluate in December when we have a little bit things more are... time and things kind of yeah. settle down for us. Um, and we can kind of maybe see. And like, we're both doing like exciting new ventures right now. And as much as we thought, oh, yeah, like a month, we're still very new into those ventures and things are a little mm-hmm. crazy. So mm-hmm. we. Yeah, so instead of us having an episode out every two weeks, it's going to be every month. So we're still going to leave it where, like, if it had been the original, like, every two-week schedule on, like, every two months, it would be a read-along episode. We're still going to kind of leave it like that, but we're just cutting out two of the regular episodes that would be in that rotation. So hopefully that makes sense to people. So our next episode that's going to come out will be on October 27th and that will just be whatever book a we regular down, please. episode yeah yeah a regular <laughs> episode so that there's no pressure from us because we just we really like doing this we don't have a huge amount of followers but we love doing this um and it gets it gives us a chance to catch up but it also keeps us on like actually doing stuff that we love and we both love reading yeah and exactly. then our next read-along book is going to be for November 24th, and we already mentioned it. We're going to do uh, Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And Queen. Yeah, the absolute queen <laughs> of fiction, and so excited to do hers. And then we'll also be talking more extensively about tennis in that one. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like I said, yeah. I'm going to have to write all my thoughts down now so that I remember what I want to talk about. Yep. So <sighs> we're still going to be doing this. We just need to get our life in order. Maybe a little bit more. Um, yep. <laughs> but we're not saying goodbye. We're just saying less frequent hellos. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. So we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, if you have any thoughts about any of the books that we've read, or if you want to talk to us about if you've read Carrie Soto, which I know a lot of you probably have, because I devoured it in like four days. And I know a lot of other people on my Instagram did. Um, you can email us at dearbearbookclub at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at dearbearbookclub. And you can also uh, comment on any of our posts or DM us there if you want to get in touch with us. And thanks for listening. And thanks for your patience as we figure all of our shit out, basically. Yep. (laughs) We love you guys. And uh, that's it. Yep. Keep reading. Bye. Keep reading. Bye.